Well, hello, you guys, and welcome back to Toxatory, the podcast. I am once again beyond excited for this episode. I feel like today's guest, Melena, has been one of the most requested from you guys, and I don't even know what to say about Melena because she's literally her and her husband Jordan are godparents to Micah. So if that says anything about how much I respect her and honor her and admire her and her wisdom and how the Lord has been working in her life and just her friendship in general, like she is a true gem, um, a treasure from the Lord. And yeah, her friendship has just blessed me in so many ways. And so I'm very excited for you guys to not only hear our conversation, but just everything that she has been working on and how the Lord has been transforming her life and how she's been obedient to these things. Uh, just so much goodness. Um, but in true talks with Tori fashion, I am going to encourage y'all just for a second, and you're going to know why I'm picking this verse because it's very specific to something that Melena's been talking a lot about, and that is the armor of God. So we're going to go to Ephesians 6, 10 through 13. We're going to read it real quick. It says, a final word, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle you will be standing firm. And the one thing I just want to point out is that very first line that says, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. It's in his power, y'all. It's not in our strength. It's not in our husband's strength. It's not in our kids. It's nowhere else. It is in his mighty power that we stand firm. And he has given us the armor. He has given us the weapons to fight against the enemy. And so we can do that in confidence. And so anyways, Melina actually has, with my good friend Nava as well, a 90-page study on the armor of God. And so I'll definitely be linking that below because I'm going to be going through it. I'm very excited to go through it. And it is just packed with so much truth in a way that is just, yeah, powerful. So anyways, without further ado, let's jump into the conversation with Melena. We're finally here. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I was going to say, I know you want this to be 30 minutes long, but I feel like it could easily become four hours. So we'll just have to really bring it in. I know. We'll have to reel ourselves in. We'll have to like keep ourselves accountable because I feel like we could go down a million different rabbit holes Um, just for our listeners. Melena's like, what do you want to talk about? And I'm like, I want to talk about this and that and this and that and also maybe this. And I'm like, okay, I think this is going to have to be a multi-part something <laughs> because one of going to part seven, a hundred percent. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I'm just going to try to jump on in because I feel like I have so many questions for you in this season. Um, and I'm sure I probably already said this in the intro, but you've always been like my go-to girl when it comes to motherhood, to marriage. I just have felt like you, even though you're younger than me, 
you f- you're in a season ahead of me when it comes to parenting and marriage. And I also feel like you have gone through the biggest transformation since I've known you. Um, like I've just, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like the person that I was when Tori and I first met is dead. <laughs> She's not <laughs> the same person today. <laughs> it's been such a cool thing to witness though because I would have never thought anything of that Milena you know what I mean I'm like I love that Milena like she was incredible she was awesome like she's my friend um Mm -hmm. but to see how the Holy Spirit has like convicted you in so many different areas and then your obedience to the conviction and like how you have Mm -hmm. truly dude like transformed in the last I think two years would you say it's like two years yeah I'd say I I feel like the most radical change actually came after the miscarriage I feel like my world was like completely flipped upside down but the Lord used that in such a beautiful way and I feel like it really put life into perspective not that I was kind of just lollygagging through life but I feel like when you go through something so serious like that um it really makes you want to be like okay is my foundation on Christ or not because if it's not, then an experience like that can truly deter you and can truly like either you allow the Lord to work through that or you allow the enemy to take a hold of yeah. you and then go a completely different route. Yeah. And so I feel like honestly, I've slow, I feel like my sanctification process has been so slow. <laughs> and then after the miscarriage it was more of like a slip and slide kind of effect well I even feel like I've seen it in your content where just all of a sudden I would see just different titles and I'm just like yes my girl she's going (laughs) for it you know because even genuinely even as Christians sometimes it's hard to like talk about hard topics because you know That people have experienced maybe just a wrong, skewed version of certain topics. Mm -hmm. And so watching you come into this, like, confidence where it's like, hey, I'm not ashamed of what the Bible says. (laughs) And, like, if you have a problem with it, you can take it up with the Lord. I'm not the one who wrote the script. (laughs) I'm I'm just saying what it already says. I'm not reinventing it. I'm right? just preaching what it says. I'm like, I'm just the messenger. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, here it is. Exactly. Do you feel yes. like you yes. were nervous? Like, when you sit down to, like, because you've literally talked about submission. You've talked about so many things lately that I feel like are, like, <gasps> topics for some people. We're <laughs> like, oh, I don't know if I like that I word. Do you get nervous? I know. I... So the biggest thing that's changed is I sit on a topic for months at a time Yeah. before I actually like commit to obviously doing it. Yeah. And I feel like the Lord will slowly just really convict me about a specific topic. And then I feel like he like grabs me and like buckles me up into the roller coaster. And he's like, hold on, because I'm about to teach you a whole lot about this. Yeah. And so I feel like when I, when I come out of it, then I'm like, wow, okay, I just learned so much about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, no, like... The biggest thing this year has been that I am here to serve Jesus and no one else. And so that means I'm here to please Jesus and no one else. And so honestly, I do not have like a fear or like, oh, no, what are people going to think? Because I genuinely 
do not care what people are going to think because I know that the Lord has called me to speak about X, Y, and Z Mm -hmm. and I'm being obedient to him. Exactly. And so I would rather be like, Lord, I'm following and being obedient to what you're calling Mm -hmm. me versus me being disobedient and being like, I'm just going to please the people. Yeah. Because I'm not, at the end of the day, the Lord's going to be like, well done, good and faithful servant, not you cowered away and I called you into this and you chose not to. Yeah, I was reading in Philippians this morning and it was like, we have the joy of trusting in Jesus and we also have the joy Mm. of suffering with Jesus. And it's like a both and where I was like, I love that it's right there. It's like we have both. We have the joy of getting to trust him at his word, but we also have the joy of suffering. And so sometimes it's like in our obedience to him, suffering is also involved, but it's like, but I get to do it with Jesus. So it's totally fine. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I've, I've known what walking in disobedience feels like and looks like in my life. And it's so not worth it. Just so (laughs) worth it. Um, okay. And different topic. I'm wearing a dress because you, um, (laughs) because you're in this season of finding your style and wearing dresses every day. Now I will say I'm not a dress every day kind of girl. Like I just yes. not I, fully you're me. A jean girl. Yeah. I'm a jean girl. I like pants. I like tops. Um, but like yeah. modesty is something that I'm very passionate about and I feel very uncomfortable when I'm not, when I don't feel modest. Like if I, if I'm wearing something revealing, it's not like, Oh, I feel mm-hmm. sexier. I actually feel insecure. And so what has that been like for you too? Because when I met you, you were like street style, like street style, cute, different. Um, Funny enough, I was on Pinterest yesterday because I'm trying to figure out my pregnant style (laughs) because I'm like, oh, none of my jeans fit already. Um, And so I have like one. That's why dresses are great. I will because say fit a bump, no matter how big. it's very true dresses do accomplish on that you. they do accomplish that <laughs> and I do love dresses like I love this dress I just I don't know if it's because I'm crawling around with Micah all the time that dresses feel kind of a yeah. little bit harder for me right now um right but I'm trying to figure out that style but I was on Pinterest and I was like literally looking up pregnant style yesterday because I'm like pregnant girl in mm-hmm. fall and it was so funny because the picture that popped up was when we visited you in Michigan in the fall and it was like your fall looks when you were super pregnant with really yes when you were uh, pregnant with Evangeline Evangeline yeah wow uh, that's yeah Evan- with my pregnancy with Evangeline I was doing like weekly blog posts yeah. of like outfits in different different weeks of pregnancy in case someone wanted to like follow up or like Cause you know, the more yes. it's so different for dressing a 15 week bump versus yes. a 35 week bump. 100%. So yeah, that's why I had done that. But yeah, my style has changed so much. Dramatically. I, yeah, very streetwear, very tight. Like pretty much everything that I had was just really tight and more revealing. Yeah. Um, But I had more of like a slouchy look to it. It was more casual. 
and very masculine like yeah. streetwear i feel like mm-hmm. generally leans towards masculine because mm-hmm. it's like oversized blazers and yeah. bigger pants but like tighter tops like it's kind of like a mixture yeah um and i had always had the desire to dress more feminine mm-hmm. but just didn't know how and when i tell you if you went inside of my, mine and jordan's closet you wouldn't be able to tell whose side was whose because really? our clothes were so similar Mm. And like the only way you could tell my clothes were different is because they looked like my toddler's shirts. Like they were small <laughs> or like crap or like, like I'm not kidding you. Sometimes this when we'd be putting laundry away, Jordan would be like, is this yours or Alethea's? <laughs> and so I feel like for me, when I realized that that was like an issue, I was yeah. like, okay, I just, I am a mother of mm-hmm. three. Yeah. I'm going to be 27 years old. I'm a wife. You know, I felt like the way that I was dressing was glorifying my body yeah. versus glorifying the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and again, after my miscarriage, that's really uh, when I started wearing more dresses and skirts. Because mm-hmm. before that, I was wearing shorts and stuff. Yeah. But after my miscarriage, my body was like just in this weird phase where like mm-hmm. I still looked pregnant. Yeah, but like was kind of bloated and like I just my body was at this weird phase and I didn't want to work out because I was like yeah. I'm so tired totally. like I'm not trying to like lose this like baby fat yeah. that I never even burnt like it was yeah. just it was a really weird season and dresses just became so comfortable because they felt so natural they were yeah. so easy to throw on they took seconds to put on like and I slowly just started really enjoying them. They were feminine. Like, yeah. I have yet to find a dress that, like, isn't quote-unquote feminine. Like, I feel like for the mm-hmm. most part. And yeah. 90% of them are modest, too. So, yeah. I feel like it just tackled so many things. And then I know you talk about, like, crawling with Mike on the floor. Once I started wearing dresses more, I started not caring so much about them. Yeah. Because I was like, I'm wearing a new dress every day. Like, mm-hmm. Evangeline literally pooped on my dress last week i had like three giant poop stains on them no and i was like it's fine I'll just throw it in the wash and then i threw it in the wash and it was stained do you want to know what i did this past weekend that was probably one of those you're actually joking me tori like this is the Ugh. least domesticated thing you've ever done so we're what? in <laughs> we're in uh, Panama City because we were up there my my girlfriend who we've been praying for her to get pregnant for a very long time we were celebrating um, her baby shower well then the next morning um, Micah got into my yogurt like I had like a little I drink these little like yogurt smoothies they help with my acid reflux mm-hmm. with pregnancy and mm. Micah got a hold of one and he just started drinking mm-hmm. it and I was like you know what? it literally is yogurt it's fine but then he got it just mm-hmm. everywhere, all over the floor, just like all over him, all over his new onesie that I'd literally gotten him like two days before. It was the first time oh. he'd ever worn it. Um, mm. And I was like, you know what? There's a little washer dryer unit in our little condo that we're staying at. I'm going to throw it in the wash real quick. I threw it in the dryer. Yep, because it was one of those stackable ones. And in my head, every stackable oh, one I've ever had, the washer is on the top not on the bottom. (laughs) And so I just threw it in the top and I pressed delicates and I like clicked on. I didn't even like look at what the, I mean, granted, keep in mind, it was like, you didn't even put soap in. Well, I did. I literally, cause they just had the soap on the top. Like, and it was just like the powder one, you know, not like the actual detergent. And so I literally just Uh like threw it 
on or whatever and like did the little stain thing um, on the yogurt and then it was like and you're done and I pulled it out and it was hot and all the yogurt was like crusted on it and I was like okay I it's going in the trash we like literally were about to check out and everything and I was just trying to like do it before we got on the road so it wouldn't smell like yogurt you know what I mean and get really gross and I'm like Yep, it was a little Amazon cheap purchase, praise the Lord, and it's it's going in the trash because it's not going in our car because it already smells like molded yogurt, and so (laughs) not, not good, Um, but I had, so I was watching your video, um, gosh, probably a couple weeks ago now when you donated or you got rid of like 90% Mm -hmm. of your closet. And it encouraged me, especially because I love going through my closet seasonally. And just like if I didn't wear it the entire season before, like if it's my spring stuff and I went through an entire spring and I did not wear it like it needs to go. And then I also love like if something new is coming in, something else needs to go out. But then I feel like I really just got lazy with that process for a hot second and have accumulated a lot. And something that you said was mm-hmm. like, I, I actually really like dressing for my husband. Like I like when I feel like mm-hmm. my husband likes what I'm wearing. Like it makes me feel right. more attractive. And so I actually I got, got that from you. You did? Yes. Do you remember, remember when, when Nava and I, and that's biblical. That's like literally first Corinthians where it talks about like my body, your body belongs to your husband. Yes. First uh, Corinthians seven. Like, yeah. that's literally what it's saying. Like, your body doesn't belong to you. It belongs to your husband. So, like, why yeah. are you dressing? Like, you might as well dress in a way that he likes it. But, yeah, when we – do you remember when Nava and I came into town? You Girl, were, I was, like, what, two, two months, months postpartum. That – I was in a yeah. – I was but, in a state we of blur. Madewell. Yes. But we went – do you remember we went to Madewell? And yes. you wanted to get a new pair of jeans to fit you postpartum and stuff. And I remember yes. you tried it on. You came out. And you're, like – Chad likes this style and da, 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 da. and then you're like, I want to dress in a way that Chad likes me. And I was like, amen. <laughs> I like that. Not well, that I had, I had never really thought about it like that. Thought about it like that before. Yeah. But I like that. And I like, I hung on to that. And then, Aww. well, of course it was biblical. And so now here we are. <laughs> well, it's true. And I, I honestly, I feel like I kind of started that in California. Like when we got serious, like when um, we were engaged, and also the mm-hmm. California style is so different than like Tampa, Florida style. Um, and so I was like kind mm-hmm. of coming into my own and kind of figuring things out. And, um, and I would always yeah. ask Chad or he would be very verbal when he really liked what I wore. So I like picked up on cues. And for me, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, you're the person I want to impress. Like you're the one that I want to find me mm-hmm. attractive. And so I got him to go through my right. closet. Um, a couple weeks ago oh, just now you did yes like oh two weeks oh, ago so I think smart. and I literally pulled every single thing out and he's like it can go it can go it can go and I was like for real wow that probably made it that probably made it so much easier though oh yeah because I have like decision I feel like I'm in a constant state of decision fatigue being a mom Um, and I don't know, like you have three, I have one right now, one on the way. And I already feel like I'm constantly in decision fatigue. Like when Chad asked me what I want for dinner, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. 
I don't know. Just give me some food. <laughs> and then I'm pregnant. And so he's like, well, do you want this? I'm like, no, that sounds disgusting. He's like, great. I'm like, I'm so uh, sorry. Yeah. Um, yes. that, that's like a whole nother. That's thing. a whole nother topic for sure. Um, but it just, it helped a ton yeah. because I remember something else that kind of brought that whole thing up was I showed him two outfits and I was like going to a dinner. I'm like, should I wear this or this? And he's like that. I actually don't really like that. And I was like, since when, like, since when do you not like this outfit? I've worn it like eight times. Um, but I was like, Oh, good to know. Thank you. I thought it was so cute. Um, and so now it's nice going in my closet and knowing that no matter kind of what I choose or pick out it's like things that he likes and enjoys and it makes it like one less thing to worry about through the day because it's just it's wild how many just random decisions how many ounces of milk um how long Mm -hmm. has the wake window been like there's always those constant little things in my head but I Mm -hmm. feel like you've even talked about this recently it's like cultivating that peace and those rhythms in your home and you were the one that taught me to like close the kitchen at night and Mm -hmm. I'm definitely in a place where if I don't close the kitchen at night my peace is impacted the next morning yes it like that my mom did that growing up she wouldn't call it is that what she she would say like literally she would finish like put the dishwasher to wash and be like the kitchen is closed like if you come in here in the middle of the night and get a snack you're washing that my hand and you're putting it away because yeah. when I wake up in the morning, I want my kitchen spotless. That's so good. And I I compare closing your kitchen to disobeying the Lord. Like wow. every time you close the kitchen, it's like obeying the Lord. You're so mm. thankful you did it. You're yep. thriving. You're yep. doing great. Mm-hmm. Every time you don't close the kitchen, you regret it. You're li- yeah. And then it's like living in disobedience. It's not fun. There's Ugh. consequences. It's messy is roughly yeah. like the two I feel like are a perfect explanation of you two. But yeah, I'm so passionate about that. And there, I mean, obviously I feel like in different seasons, like postpartum, I remember with Evangeline, like yeah. I would just barely be getting by with like doing what needed to be done. But yeah, you postpartum though, you postpartum <laughs> or another breed. Um, y'all, <laughs> y'all, we came and stayed with them first off I don't know why y'all let us come like me two weeks postpartum if someone's like can I come stay for a week I'm like I love you so much no um (laughs) it's just it was also our third baby though like I feel like Anna it was my first home birth my recovery was so much easier than my previous ones yeah like I and I feel like I knew exactly it 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 does like get easier with each baby and yeah I do I (laughs) (laughs) no when she was two weeks postpartum and she's like do you want to go to one of the biggest malls and just walk around for a couple of hours and then we're gonna drive and go to a wedding and like all of these things and then I didn't know because I'd never had a baby I was 26 weeks pregnant at this point and so I'm like oh this is what postpartum looks like this is great (laughs) she's crushing it her baby is on a perfect little sleep schedule Evangeline was like an angel child (laughs) and then Micah comes I said do you remember how consistent I was with her feedings like to the minute yes 
with her feeding, I remember I'd start having a light down and I'd uh-huh. be like, oh, look, it's been an hour and 30 minutes. And uh-huh. I'd like feed her again. I was yep. so re- like on a re- regimen with her. Yeah, I tried that with Micah. He just was a different breed. He's, I think just too, like being a boy, he's just like, I just want, I just oh, want so the good. boob all the time. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I am truly. Yeah. Boys and girls are very different in that A milk truck is what I, is what I felt like <laughs> that season. I was just like constantly dripping milk, like everything going everywhere. And it's fine. It's beautiful in its own season. And I'm like excited going into the second to be like okay like knowing what to expect a little bit more are you guys are you finding out what you're having yeah we're gonna find out but I think we're gonna do it um for Christmas because I turn like we normally wait for that like 20 week like anatomy scan because we feel like it kind of breaks up the pregnancy where it's like oh the excitement yep. of finding out and then telling everybody and then announcing mm-hmm. and all of that's exciting mm-hmm. and so we were like we don't want to lump in also finding out what the gender is inside of all of that we want like something to yep. look forward to 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 break mm-hmm. up the 9 10 months or whatever it is and um yep. and so anyways i'll be 20 weeks like at the very beginning of december and that's when we're going to be like traveling mm-hmm. and stuff and so we're like you know what we'll just mm-hmm. wait and that will be because we're not a huge like bunch of, of gifts on Christmas. Um, like mm-hmm. we want to do a lot smaller of a Christmas and like very intentional things um, and more like experience driven mm-hmm. type stuff. Um, and so yeah. we were like, that would be so fun to look forward to on Christmas morning is like opening up a gift and finding out like oh, if we're having a boy or girl on Christmas. That is so cute. Isn't that cute? That is so precious. <laughs> and so that's, I'm like, very, that's a really good idea. I'm like, it's such a gift from the Lord. And I feel like it's like Jesus's gift to us on Christmas. <laughs> you know, like, here's, here's your gift. It's a boy or it's a girl. And so Chad actually mentioned it. Chad always has those good ideas. Um, And so he mentioned it. And now I'm like stuck on it. I'm like, now now that's what we're going to do. We're going to wait mm-hmm. till Christmas. It'll make all of it mm-hmm. so exciting. Um, But okay, oh. so. Um, I could talk about that. Yeah. I just feel like that's so perfect, but I want to switch over topics because I feel like I could rabbit hole on just that trail for forever. And you also have been so adamant and you know, like this has been a passion of mine since gosh, before, before we met, but I feel like so much of what we've talked about is like the power of prayer in our life. You just came out with a 90 page ebook on the armor of God and the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. And I have yet mm-hmm. to fully dive into it. I have like looked and I want to like print it out and have that time where I like know that I am like diving in and going through it. But what was that yeah. process like for you? Because truly the scripture and the context behind the entirety of these 90 pages is so small, but y'all have expanded on it like crazy. Um, yeah. yeah. I just need to know a little bit more about it was, this whole thing. The way that it even came about was so interesting too, because we wrote, I wrote it with Nava yeah. and Nava is such like a prayer, prayer warrior. warrior. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm always so encouraged by her. Yeah. Um, and I feel like 
it's so crazy how like if you just listen to the holy spirit's prompting like everything makes sense like yeah. now yeah. that that study's been out for like a month or so i'm like wow with everything that's happening in the world i'm this like wow that was so timely and it's like yep. It's as if God didn't know this was going to happen, you know, yep. like yep. he just knows everything. And I'm so thankful that we listened to the Holy Spirit yeah. when we did, because yeah. it's just so timely. And I feel like women just don't feel equipped in some areas and like yeah. the armor of God, like feels like equipment to put on and like how yeah. to put it on. And like, even though it's obviously a spiritual thing, yeah. um, the Lord just uses that. And when we walk and understand what God's mm -hmm. word says, then we have authority in that. And yep. then we have a deeper understanding and then it just bleeds into every area and it bleeds into our children. Yeah. And I don't know, have you talked about Halloween and stuff on your podcast yet? Girl, or like, I have not, but if you want to dive in, I will die well, I... in because <laughs> your girl is just, not a fan. I was just going to say, like, with, with Halloween happening, like, we've explained to the kids, like, we literally tell the kids, like, we need to armor up today. That it's like, demonic? We, like, what is our sword? Yes. Yep. Like, it, we really do. And it's given me a really good opportunity, too, to, like, share it with my kids. Yeah. But then it's also been so beautiful. So the way that we laid out the study is, like, I feel like we made it really easy for someone who has just cracked open their bible for the first time in five years yeah and also someone who's probably been a believer for 15 years i feel like we kind of cover such a large range of stuff yeah um but it's been so cool to see how like women like have a different understanding of scripture just mm -hmm. by understanding ephesians 6 like right just by understanding all that's in there and i know that there's just, there's just so much that's how we right. were able to get 90 pages and we had more yeah. than that wow. like we really had to like reel it in and tone it down wow um but yeah i can't wait for you to go through it because i feel like you'll really enjoy it no i know that i only was able like i downloaded it and got it and all the things i went through like the first couple pages and i remember crying and like oh my goodness I don't want to read this on my phone I want to print this out because I'm such mm -hmm. a paper person like I like to highlight I like yeah, to mark things up I like to doodle yeah. on it like and so I'm like I just need to print yeah. it out and I want to literally put it like in a little binder or like make a little book out of it um and that way I can yes. really go through yeah. it um but it's it's so good mm -hmm. and I want to know too like what does your because mine looks different in different seasons um just mm. when it comes to like prayer strategy over your family because I've you shared something recently about like every month or something you'll do like one page yes. over each mm -hmm. person mm -hmm. is that how you're doing it right now yeah okay yes Yes, I I find that that's just the easiest way to, and I kind of keep all my stuff together okay. because then it's like every time I'm about to open my Bible, I open up my prayer journal first. Yeah, and then I just spend some time praying, and then I feel like just because I'm writing them down, yeah, I remember what I'm actually praying for. Yeah, and then my absolute favorite part is when and how I God see that prayer you. get answered. Yes. However, uh -huh. that ends up going. And yep. like, I, I, ref I don't want to say that, like, I get to check off when God answers this prayer, because yeah. sometimes he'll answer a prayer in a way that wasn't even how you had totally. ever expected him to do it. Yeah. But I love looking back and seeing like the seasons that I was in, or like, and even just 
it, so much can happen in just one month that oh, you yeah. forgot you were praying about or yeah. that you forgot was an issue mm-hmm. that like the Lord resolved so quickly and like yeah. moved through something so quickly. Um, I've also developed my prayer closet, which yes! has been so fun. And it's literally just in my closet. There's I love it. You're really newly cleaned out other closet. Than my body in there. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's true. That is true. Um, and so that has been so fun because there are some moments like I really have enjoyed having it because they're yeah. like one thing that the word the Lord has really been teaching me is to tame my tongue, mm-hmm. um, especially when it comes to talking with Jordan or just being submissive and just yeah. not feeling like I have to just word vomit all the time. Yeah. And so one of the ways that I feel like that helps me a lot is like if I find myself getting really flustered or frustrated or yeah. just anything other than of the fruits of the spirit, yeah. I just take my butt in that closet and I yeah. sit down face down until uh-huh. I feel like yeah. I'm able to just lay it at the feet of Jesus and work through it. And yeah. then I literally come out of there a completely different, different person. person. Yeah. And then it's all fine. And I'm like, wow, that was wish I would have gotten to that habit years ago because it's yeah. been it's it's it'll change it's your marriage just really it'll change your life yeah. like it'll change everything it literally 100%. just bleeds into everything and I feel like that's why I'm so adamant about moms spending time in the word every single day no matter yeah. what that time looks like like yeah. I don't care if your toddler's literally on top of your bible like going and drooling through your pages yeah. or like yeah you only read a sentence because yeah. like that one sentence you can meditate on that yeah. all day long um and I feel like just because Alethe so Alethe is about to be five so I've been a mom almost for five years now and so my prayer life and my bible time like looks so different than when it did when I before I was a mom but I feel yeah. like that feels so distant that I don't even remember what that looked like I yeah. only remember this and so you're also even so to different. me like if I only do yes that's true that true too but yeah. just even if I get to read a sentence I'm like wow that was really good you know yeah. like I feel like my expectations like just everything just looks so different yeah. um, and I don't feel guilty if I don't read x y because I used to yeah. I used to read so much before I had kids well it's just different it's a different season like, yeah there's something yes. that my mentor yeah. recently or, shared with me I actually just posted this on Instagram the day that we're filming um because I always mm-hmm. keep on, like, I love ambiance on the TV, probably because it's, like, our living room is, like, the focal point and center of our yeah. home. And so there's this one uh-huh. YouTube channel. It's, like, TD – oh, goodness. I'll have to link it below. But it literally has, like, these three-hour YouTube videos, and it's, like, either on waiting for the mm-hmm. Lord, on healing. Like, there's different topics. And it's yeah, just yeah, instrumental yeah. worship yeah. music and verses. And so, like, every few minutes, a different verse will come on. And so, like, as I'm walking through the house and there's, like, instrumental worship playing, and then I'll look up and there's, like, a new verse. And there's been so many times where that verse is so applicable to, like, what I'm walking through in that moment mentally where I'm, like, that's so, like, that's exactly what I needed to hear. But then also Mm. something she said, because I do have a hard time opening my Bible around Micah because he'll rip the pages um, and that's hard for me. Um, Or he'll take my highlighters and open them and then like try to get them on the couch or something. So right now he's dangerous. Um, I'm like, right now, I don't trust you around my sacred Bible. Okay. Um, and so what she encouraged me to do, and it's been so fruitful is open up my Bible and leave it on the kitchen counter 
because it's too high for mm. Micah to get or to grab. But if I'm like yeah. making a drink or making some food or whatever that might be, my mm. Bible is just open. Mm-hmm. And there's, I've just noticed yeah. there's so many moments where normally in that moment, I'd probably just pick up my phone. But because my Bible is open and right there with my highlighter, like ready, I'll just walk over and have Mm -hmm. my drink and like read the next sentence or two. Or like if something stands out, I'll highlight it. And it's just been that nice reminder um, to be like, oh, Mm -hmm. like the living, breathing word of God is right here and he is present in my home, but it is my job as a mother and as a wife to cultivate his presence in my home. And I'm either shifting Mm -hmm. the atmosphere or I'm shifting, like I'm shifting it in a positive way or I'm shifting it in a negative way. And I just feel like having it open and in front of me is like that constant reminder of like, how am I impacting this space? Like, am I bringing more joy and more peace into my home or am I bringing more stress Mm -hmm. and frustration? Because I mean, we talk about this all the time, but if I don't get time with Jesus, I do not like that version of Tori. I'm so much quicker to like get frustrated. And I'll tell you Mm -hmm. this pregnancy, I've actually struggled with like managing my emotions. Like I've actually like, gotten more frustrated or more angry like and that's never been an emotion I've ever really like wrestled with I feel like I'll get sad or I'll like cry but like frustration or anger has just never been something that I've like really struggled with so I'm like what in the world mm-hmm. is going on and so for me in this mm-hmm. season I am like okay I have to be this much more intentional to walk in the fruits of the mm-hmm. spirit and if I'm not connected to the spirit then I'm going to very easily allow my circumstances or the things that I can't control to like impact me versus being able to actually control my responses. Yes, that's so good. And I feel like as women that needs to be talked about more because I think we just say, well, I'm on my period or I'm, I'm pregnant, I'm tired, I'm crabby. And it's like, yeah, no, you're supposed to have self-control no matter what time of month it is. Like the Bible like one of the fruits of the spirit is self-control and that's one of them it doesn't say like when you're feeling happy when things are going right when you're Mm -hmm. during your when you're ovulating and like in a great mood versus like when you are menstruating and yada 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 so yeah I feel like there's a lot that we actually learn about ourselves during those seasons because it really it does shake you and it's like where's your foundation at Uh is it is it in when you're in the joy is it when things are going right and if you get shaken are you like what's going on or yeah. you know so yeah that the, what you just might said reminded me of the proverbs where it talks about um a wife can either bring and build up her home with yeah. her own two hands or she can completely tear, tear it down, down with her two yeah her own two hands and it's that time to like take responsibility for that you know and it's not something to be fearful yeah. or nervous or any of those things i feel like that should be empowering to be like man the lord has given me this role to steward and Mm -hmm. what a blessing Mm -hmm. that I can bless my home in this way if I'm abiding in Christ and when you talk about like self-control and another um, translation it's self-discipline and I feel Mm -hmm. like it's the fruit of the spirit that not enough people give credit to or pray for enough like I think when we think about Mm -hmm. the fruits of the spirit we so often think love Mm -hmm. patience kindness um 
But Mm -hmm. I feel like if we don't have self-discipline, then we don't get into the word. And there's so much Mm -hmm. that comes from the fruit of self-discipline. So it's like to tame your tongue, you have to have the Mm self-discipline of the Holy Spirit. And I was also reading in Philippians where it's like um, that you would show the completion of your salvation um, with complete reverence and devotion to the Lord. And it was talking about how Oh, that the Lord is currently working in you to do the things that he desires. And so it's like without mm. the Holy Spirit working and active and breathing inside us, we don't even desire to do the things of God. And so I think so often as like Christian women, we can think that it's like, oh, it's me doing these good works and like, look how great I acted today, you know, and like, look how well I followed mm. Jesus today. And it's like, that was all the Holy Spirit. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like sometimes we give ourselves a little too much credit because it's like we wouldn't even desire the things of God if he was not Mm. working, breathing, and acting inside of us. Um, But I've been so passionate about the fruit of self-discipline lately because I just feel like it's the foundation of where so much else starts. It's like, well, mm-hmm. I don't even want to get in the word if I don't have the self-discipline to open it. And it's like our feelings yeah. um, are so fleeting, you know? It's just like, gosh, why don't I feel close to the Lord? And it's like, okay, well, the Lord says, like, um, press into me. What is it? Um, I've been saying this verse all the time. It's um, the Lord says, man, I'm going to forget it. But it's pretty much you come to me and I'll draw, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. But it's like we Mm -hmm. aren't taking the responsibility that Mm -hmm. what happens first there, we draw near, and then he draws near. And it's Mm -hmm. not like he's not around and, like, with us because it says he never leaves us or forsakes us. But it's like if we want to experience him in our life and actually have eyes that are open to see what he's doing and where his hand is active, it's like, we have to draw near, we have to open our word, we have to have the self-discipline to do these things and create these rhythms. And Mm -hmm. gosh, it's so good. And I feel like we could talk about that forever too. But I also want to talk about the fact that y'all just came out with the coolest app that I've (laughs) ever seen. And when we were going through it, I literally started crying because I was just envisioning when Micah gets a little bit older and I'm Mm -hmm. already going to start using it with him, especially like just the audio and having that play. But like, yeah, I want you to talk more about it, but I'm just going to tell you, I had this vision of like printing out all of the little like printables and putting them in a little binder. And as the track is playing him coloring with his younger sibling. And I was like, "Ah, I'm not okay. Yeah. I'm so glad that you like it. And I feel like a lot of what we even just talked about is where our heart was when we developed the app. Yeah. Because, again, as a mother, you have the authority to cultivate peace in your home. And when you were talking about having um, that YouTube channel playing, the two things that are played in our house all day long are hymns and the Bible story for kids app. Yes. Because... One, we love hymns, and they're just so soothing and so calming. But then the other one, whenever I just want to get into the word with the kids, but aren't always in the mood to storytell or aren't always in the mood to, like, 
act things out for them. Like if there's just a quiet moment in the house, I just plug it in and they just will sit there and you can just see their imagination like flourishing and they're thinking of these things or they're coloring or whatever. Um, But yeah, the app has been such a big blessing. And when we were working on it, I cried every single time we had a meeting. Like, and I still do. Like there are just moments I'm like, wow, the Lord just made it possible. I have, I know nothing about apps. Like, let's just make that very clear. I am not a tech person. I am not, like, that is just not my thing. Like, I enjoy editing videos, and that's, like, the extent of my technology capabilities. So the fact that we were even, like, the Lord literally just opened up every single door. So, like, I felt like every time it was just, like, double doors, like, Like, and we would just fly through the doors of making yes and it came together so fast like every single idea that we had just like boom, 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 boom. like wow. it it was it's been so cool to experience the lord in that way yeah um and then we've just been praying so hard for like so many families to be impacted because if you can get to the heart of the child you can get to the heart to the parents if you can yeah. get to the heart of the parents you can get to the heart of the grandparents and then like it can yes. like impact so many people yes. um and i feel like i've even grown and learned so much too because yeah. when you become a mom you really have to be able to explain these really theologically Complex. deep conversations mm-hmm. or like these like Yes, very complex things. Yeah. You have to be able to explain it to a three-year-old yeah. because it is important for your three-year-old to understand yep. salvation. It is important yep. for them to learn obedience and disobedience. And yeah. God's word is the absolute best tool for that. Like a Literally question I ask my manual. <laughs> yes, yes. Like moms do not need any book other than this one. Like yep. truly it has everything that you will ever need. Yep. A question that I ask my kids every single day is like, what giant are you facing? Did David run away from his giants or did he run towards his giant? And who was on David's side? Like yep. it doesn't matter how big your giant is. It just matters that God is on your side because then if God is on your side, then it doesn't matter how big or small yep. the enemy mm-hmm. is like mm-hmm. time and time again, that's a theme that happens. Like yeah. these small little armies of like a hundred will defeat these hundreds of thousands and it's like it just doesn't make sense and so you can apply so much of this but also your kids understanding and hearing a child read it I feel like is super important or just having it summarized and just having it like Deuteronomy 6 it says that we are to teach our kids diligently about God's word like from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep when you're dwelling in your home when you're like and so I feel like this app gives people an opportunity to pop it on in the car put it on when their kids are sleeping put it on when you're eating put it on when you're like going for a walk like it truly gives you an opportunity to live out Deuteronomy 6 and it's screen free which is like my favorite part too because I feel like the other thing is like I was always able to get the kids to watch Superbook or like some type of show, but then it was like yeah. a show. We were glued to the TV. We were glued yeah. to the couch. And yeah. so I feel like this just opens up the possibility to go anywhere, anytime, and still have accessi- accessibility. And sponges right now. You know what I mean? It's like they're yes. literally at the age yes. where they will soak this in. Because I feel like as adults, we mm-hmm. don't soak in information as well or as quickly Mm. as children and so it's like I feel like so many people get caught up in this lie from the enemy that they're too young to Mm. understand or hear these complex ideas and it's like it's Mm -hmm. literally the opposite Mm. completely and I'm so thankful that I grew up in a church that literally took whatever the adults were learning and they just 
taught the same mm. thing to the kids, but in a way that we would understand. And um, my mom talks I about this that. all the time. I think I've shared this on the podcast before, but my brother, when he was little, he almost got kicked out of his kindergarten class because he was biting. And um, my mom didn't like, they didn't tell my mom until literally they were like, Hey, if he doesn't stop doing this, we, we're going to have to like kick him out pretty much. And so my mom pulled me mm-hmm. out of my little class and was like, Hey, we need to pray over your brother. And I guess my mom tried oh. to say like a very childlike prayer, um, just so that, she, you know, she's mm. praying with her kids. So like, obviously, you know, it just feels right. Mm-hmm. And I apparently mm-hmm. at like, I don't know what age I was like, Hey mama, I got this. And I like laid my hands on Christian. I was like, i bind the enemy off of him right now in the name of Jesus he's not gonna bite any more children and she looked at me and she's like did you just bind the devil off of your brother and I was like I yeah love that. but it's like I see Alethea talk I like that all the time you doing that. well I could see Alethea yeah, doing that you know um because she's a little she sponge yeah yeah um and so it's just yes. like man no this is yes. exactly the time to teach them because this is what mm-hmm. they're going to be raised up knowing. And I was just yeah. talking to mm-hmm. um, a girl last night and we were talking about, man, the voice that we speak to our children becomes their mm-hmm. inner voice later. And so the responsibility of that to be like, okay, the way in which I speak life over my child and I speak truth into their life yeah. is literally going to be the inner voice mm-hmm. that they play when they're old enough to really like make decisions on their own. And I hope that my voice is so reflective Mm. of the Holy spirit and so based Mm. on biblical truth that when they think about what would mama say, like what would, what would my mom say in this situation that it is something that fully aligns with something the Holy spirit would lead them in. And that, that when they really recognize that transition of like, Oh yeah. When I'm young, like I'm thinking about what my mom would say, but when I get a little older, I really can lean in and be like, Oh, this is the Holy spirit speaking to me and leading me and guiding me. Wow. Yeah. That'll preach. That's so good. And that's so true. I ask like the, there's, I feel like there's phrases that I use all day long. I feel like when you get into the stage of parenting and like mothering where you are constantly like, doing and like addressing the same thing over and over again you really do need these like go-to little statements to make and one of them that I probably say the most in their house is are you speaking life or are you speaking death if you're speaking death you need to go back and you need to speak three words of life over Mm. that person and if you're speaking life then good job we wouldn't be having this conversation but (laughs) it's just like that is just like my go-to because (laughs) because it just helps them it just helps them remember like what am Mm -hmm. I saying am I word vomiting am I just speaking what I want to speak and then it teaches them at a really young age how to tame their tongue yeah because if you're taming your tongue then you're most likely speaking more life than you are death because you're aware of what you're saying you're not just word vomiting everywhere yeah so the girl that I was actually talking to last night on the phone is the girl who does the like Christian hypnobirthing course. I, I that word always kind of messes mm-hmm. with me a little bit, but it's more about like filling your spirit and meditating yeah. on God's truth. Um and I was yes. talking to her and we were kinda, I love that app. It's so good. It's so good. I think you were the one that told me about it. Um but anyways, she'd reached out and she was like, "Hey, by the way, like I would love to just have a conversation with you." And I'm like, 
Sweet. Would love that. I've listened to your voice more than mm-hmm. you probably want to know. Um, and so it was weird getting to see her like face to face. I'm like, I've fallen asleep to your voice mm-hmm. many times. Um, and I was telling her one of my regrets during my labor was Mm. I felt like I almost wanted the people in the room to know how much pain I was in. Like I almost felt like they didn't believe like mm-hmm. that I thought I was going to die. Um, <laughs> and so it was almost <laughs> like I needed them to know that I felt like I was on the brink of death. And, but with that, I felt like I started speaking death over the process where I was no longer saying mm-hmm. in my weakness, he is strong. Or I was saying, like, I don't Mm. feel him here. Like, where is God? Instead of saying God has never left me, he will never forsake me. He Mm. is here. Whether or not I feel him in this moment, I can lean on the truth that I know he's here and, like, lean into that. And so she was asking Mm -hmm. me, like, is there anything, like, going back? And I'm like, well, there's so much I learned. But we just got on that topic of speaking life or speaking death. And I was like, man, I spoke so much death Mm -hmm. over that Mm -hmm. process. Um, and I felt like yeah. so much changed when I finally shifted to know I can do this. Like I can do this through Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, gosh, yeah. that principle in every single area of your life, whether it's parenting, whether it's marriage, whether it's friendship, you know, like I feel like that mm-hmm. even bleeds into like gossip, right? It's like, man, the taming of our tongue. Are we speaking life or death mm-hmm. over our friends? Are we building up? Or are we tearing down? Uh, that's a whole nother conversation mm-hmm. and we've been talking and we're out of time and I just feel like we could talk for so much longer. I know. <laughs> I, I know. feel like I have so I many know. more questions. Darn it. Oh, <laughs> okay. It's okay. We, there's always time for more. Y'all are going to come into town too. So yes. we can do more. We'll do it in person, which is always even better. Um, but okay. I love yeah. you. And I want you to share I just like some of the things we'll link everything in the description where people can find you and where they can download all the things. But, um, if you just want to share yeah. like what you're working on and where they can find things too. Yeah. Okay. So I'm on <laughs> YouTube. It's just Melina Cicciati. My husband and I have a podcast together called Ask Me in My House. And now we have our app, which is Bible Stories for Kids, which is available on anywhere where you can get an app. Yay! Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so proud of you. I feel like I like constantly have these proud friend moments with you. You know, when you're just like, man, I love that girl. You just see things and you're, I'm just like, oh. You're just so awesome. Okay. I love you. I love you. I'm sure I'll text you you here in a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I love you. We'll talk soon. Thanks for coming on. Okay, you guys. Uh, I enjoyed that so much. She is so refreshing to my soul. Every single time we talk, I just, I don't know. I just feel so encouraged. And so I hope that's exactly how you feel. Um, I do just want to thank you for watching, for subscribing, for liking, for sharing, for leaving reviews. All of these things mean so much to me and just help more people um, find the podcast. And so if you can think of one friend that this podcast would encourage, why don't you just take a second and send it to that friend? You never know how it will lift her spirit today and how God will use you to encourage her heart. And so anyways, love you guys. And I'll see you next Tuesday at two.